0: is good? All the time? You know, it is our privilege and honour this morning to have Reverend Philip Song here with us. Along with him is also his wife, Sister Saulan, right here. And uh, Reverend Philip Song is the Senior Pastor of Battle Church, Malacca. He also served as part of the EXCO some years back as the General Secretary as well as General Treasurer as well. And uh, he's no stranger to us. He's a friend of us Agapians. And you know, why don't you just put your hands together and welcome Reverend Philip Song here with us this morning.
1: Good morning. It's so good to come to share the word of the Lord in Agape. It's a joy uh, to fellowship with Pastor Benjamin. He's here right now, sitting in front. You can't see him. <laughs> good friend, friend with a big heart. And always, when we need help, Pastor Ben is always available. And of course, Monica, praise God. Let's have a word of prayer and let's commit this time to the Lord. That God will just uh, do His mighty work among us. Lord, we're so thankful for your presence. It's a good time of worship and a good time to celebrate your goodness and to just come and, and enjoy you and love you and to serve you, dear God. We commit the preaching of your word unto your loving hands. We give thanks. We praise you. In Jesus' most wonderful name, we pray. Amen. Before I preach, I just want to make a very quick uh, announcement. There is this little booklet on sale. I understand I brought 100 copies, but 50 is gone. So if you'd like to purchase, it's only 10 ringgit. Uh, it's called Now. It's part of my message uh, this morning. And the details of it are in this booklet by Christian Swartz. He's a German uh, writer and in, 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 uh, involved in the natural church development. So please get a, cop, a copy. of it's, it's worth your money. It's only 10 ringgit. Sometimes 10 ringgit, you cannot buy even a bowl of meal, right? So go ahead and get it. For yourself or for your friend, I'm sure you'll be blessed. Praise God! All right, t- this morning I want to share with you on this topic about now. Okay, now, all right, we can have this. Uh, I think up. Yeah. All right, come on, technology, please help me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Praise God! All right. As a scripture verse in James, he said, "Now listen." You say today, tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're amidst that appears for a little while and then vanishes. I want to talk about enjoying the now moments. Uh, very often we think about tomorrow, the next day, in the future. But this morning, uh, the challenge is for us to live the now moment. I've got little video clips that will last probably about five minutes so enjoy yourself. Let's watch this video clips right now.
0: Now to most people the present moment almost doesn't exist because what they're really interested in is the next moment or the one after that. So they live always towards the future. They live towards the next moment. And unconsciously, they regard the next moment, the next point in the future that they need to get to as more important than this moment. Not realizing that the future moment that they so desperately want to get to, wanting to get it out of the way as quickly as possible, needing to get to the, the end point on a small scale, on a large scale. And so they don't recognize that the future has no existence except as a thought form. So when you always live towards the future, you you live your life trapped in a conceptual reality of thought forms, which assumes a greater significance for you than than the immediate reality of life which is always now. Because your life consists entirely of the present moment. If you truly realize the significance of that statement, your entire life consists of the present moment. Your life is never not this moment. Even when you remember the past, you can only remember it now. And when you think about the future, You can only think about it now. But people live as if the present moment were an obstacle that they need to overcome in order to get to some better point which never arrives. So that's a mad way to live. And it makes living hard. It makes living into an effort. That alignment with where you are right now to be totally where you are and whatever you are doing even if it doesn't look like your life purpose for the that you want right. for the next 30 right. years right whatever you are doing now to be total in doing it and no matter what it is to be true to life by being true to this moment there is always only this one
1: step and so You give it your fullest attention. This doesn't mean that you don't know where you're going. It just means that the step that you're taking right now is primary. The destination is secondary. And what you encounter at your destination once you get there depends on the quality of this one step.
2: Whatever you're doing in any given moment, if you do it your best, it leads you to the
0: next best moment so you don't have to worry about what's the next moment coming if you only do your best in this moment that's right because when the next moment comes it comes as this moment right you never experience the future as the future you experience the future when it comes as the now because that's all there is That's all there ever is and that's an amazing realization for people to realize life is always just this it's always the now and what happens is most people are living their lives as though the destination, the end. Yes. The well, end is what it's all about. Yes. As if the end were more important than, than uh, the means. The means. And so the means and the end, are, however, are one. Right. And that means you actually, you, you determine what kind of future you're going to experience by deciding to be totally aligned with the present moment.
1: Okay, thank you. You'll be helpful you have the screen in front of me. It's on the screen, please, in front. All right, I'm going to talk about moments, how to live our moments now, okay? Uh, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but now, all right? I'm going to show you a little picture of family. That's... The screen is still not up. okay. Uh, that's uh, my daughter and son in law and four children. They are missionaries in Surabaya. Uh, uh, the reason why I'm showing you a picture is to show uh, a generation from very young to very old. All right, so my daughter, Jeanette uh, and John Puckett, and four children. Uh, grandkids, I just now was 863 and point zero three years old. My daughter is 35, myself 64 years young, <laughs> and mother-in-law 87, mother 90 plus. She has gone to be with the Lord. Uh, wide range of age, and sometimes we look at age, uh, we, 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 we never think of mortality. We never think of uh, one day we will die sooner or later. And we think, oh, when we grow old, we'll die now. We never know how long we live This guy, famous cricketer in Australia, just died 24th of uh, November. He was hit by the ball and very unnatural. He died suddenly. So our life mortality is before us. We don't think we have many more years. We don't know, okay? Life can be today and tomorrow, all all right? I want to talk about this idea of why do we talk about now? It's important to live now. To enjoy your moments because God gives us moments in our life. Two Greek words, chronos and kairos. I just saw your chronos organ here. It's a Greek word about chronology. Right, when you talk about chronos, it's talk about the past, then you move to the now and then the future. Chronological time. Okay, that's chronos. Whereas the other Greek word is kairos. Kairos has to do with decisive moment. Also time, also the quality, but it has to do with the decisive moment that overlaps between the past and the future. That's the difference between Kronos and Kairos. Kairos is when God comes into our life, there is that transformation. He reveals Himself, and then He breaks through in our life, and then we are changed. There's the overlap between the past, and the future. That's Kairos time. Kairos is God's breaking into our circumstances. Our Kairos moments with God can be positive or negative. And God reveals Himself in the time, in our circumstances. Sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative, all right? Uh, when we have, we have calamities, we have accidents, we have crises, and God reveals Himself as a healer, as a saviour, as a baptizer. okay? There's negative kairos moments, but still precious, right? Many of us come to know the Lord through crisis in our life. And of course, there's positive kairos. We celebrate weddings. We celebrate births. We celebrate graduation. We celebrate uh, longevity, you know? There's also kairos moments in our life where God reveals himself, all right? I called in 1972. God called me to ministry. That was a very kairos moment. And when I went to Bible school, uh, my whole life changed because of the call of God. That was my kairos moments many, 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 many years ago, okay? And then there is the church split in 1994. It was a very difficult most challenging uh, moment in our life in ministry where we have to tackle with so many issues. But when I look back, it was Kairos moment. God became so real. God taught me so many precious lessons. God taught me humility. God taught me submission to authority. God taught me that I I, I have a long way to go in terms of spiritual maturity. But it was a Kairos, difficult Kairos moment in my life. Sabbatical, 1996, when we took our family Went to New Zealand for one whole year by faith, trust God, started homeschooling with our children, and there was another Kairos moment where God took us and began to, to mold us and could, could, begin to shape us to do the work of the ministry. That was a very Kairos moment in our life. And then discipleship, Like uh, uh, when we sing the song, Christ is enough for me, I've decided to follow Jesus. It reminds me of the years of discipleship when we started ministry. The days of navigators, the days when, when God called us to disciple lives, and we started a lot of discipleship. And time goes on and on and on, a lot of ministry going on. And sometimes I, I neglected discipleship. Come back again to, in 2014. God reminded me, we must disciple believers. This is the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Kairos moment of our life. And this year, the Kairos moment when God dealt with it about contemplative prayer, learning to be still. And silence before the Lord. So there are, there are a lot of Kairos moments that God speaks to you. Alright? Some powerful moments where you respond to Him and your life is transformed. Alright? New Testament Kairos moments, there's an overlap between the past and the future. Uh, we, there is that, that verse in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come, right? So, the past, past of a death, a sinful life, etc., is gone, and the future, the new, the kingdom, the fullness comes in. That New Testament does teach about his Kairos moments. Uh, the Bible does tell us about this, forgetting about the past. All right, we know very, very clear Philippians 4 tells us, uh, forget about our past, past. We all have our past. We all, we all have our difficult circumstances, our past disappointments, our past regrets, our past hurts. But forget about it. Do all you can to forget about it because it's not going to help us to live the Christian life. Uh, even the glory and successes. Sometimes we like to talk about our glory, our successes. I don't have a WhatsApp classmate, schoolmates, those years, huh? We still keep in touch and uh, we want to talk about the good old days while we were in school. Can you imagine that? After finishing school for 40, 50 years, you huh? we still talk about the good old days, our past glory, you know. What we did, love, which school we are from, which house we are from, what 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 athletic ability? A lot of times we think about we think about past glory. Forget about it, man. Of course, there's nothing wrong with remembering the past. But don't live the old past, all right? And the Bible not only tells us, don't forget about the past, don't boast about the future. All right? James tells us that. Hoarding mentality, we just think about the future, keep our money, hoard this and hoard that. Hoarding mentality. And sometimes our dreams and visions, we have so much future. <laughs> We don't know to live now. We always dream and dream. And we are dreamers. But we don't know how to apply our, our dreams in our life. Uh, so this Kairos now moment, we are talking about this qualitative dimension. Kronos is quantity. Duration of time. Kairos is quality of time. It is eternal. The quality of Encounter with eternity. The Bible tells us in uh, Second Chron- Corinthians 6. Now is a time of God's favor. Now is a day of salvation. Praise God. Uh, this morning we have got 12 candidates getting water baptized, right? Your kairos moment. Of course, you don't, you're already saved by the grace of God. But today you are declaring your salvation. That you've accepted Christ. And that's why God tells us, salvation is always now. Not yesterday, not tomorrow. That's important. All right? Don't procrastinate salvation. This morning, any of you are not sure of your salvation, make sure. Because you never know. Today, maybe your last day. I hope not, huh? But make sure that uh, when you die today, you're assured that you'll be with God, like a thief on the cross next to Jesus. Today, Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise. That's how we need to have salvation. We are saved by the grace of God. Don't procrastinate salvation in our loved ones. Any family members, pray with them, pray through with them that they get salvation right now and not postpone salvation. Transformation begins at that overlap. The future and the past is the overlap that now, the time of change. So when God deals with us at the kairos moment, we must decide. We want to change. We want to surrender. We want to yield. And that breaks transformation in our lives. What is God speaking to you now? You came to church this morning. Uh... Now, got, we've got a few hundred people here this morning. God can speak to you now. But what is He speaking to you now? Can you hear Him? All right. Don't just hear the speaker. Of course, the Spirit of God can speak to us. There are many things God may be speaking to us, but we need to hear Him. Perhaps He's talking to you about your faith. How is your faith level this morning? New Christian, many years Christian, you're old Christian, is your faith growing? Is your faith maturing? Is your faith being tested by fire? Is your faith alive? God may be speaking to your faith. Sometimes we may be all Christian, but we have little faith or we have weak faith. How about our spiritual work with God? We need to desire to grow in the Lord. How about your food? <laughs> well, how about the diet? How about the, the things you eat this morning? Is it good food? Or junk food. In Malaysia, we got lots of food. Huh? It's a food paradise. We love to eat. Huh? Every time we Facebook, it's food first. Take photo before we eat. Huh? Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we have to be careful of our diet, right? Those of us um, older in age, huh? high cholesterol, huh? high blood pressure, huh? and too much of this. And then we must con- control our eating habits. We're so used to spicy, salty Oily. <laughs> and then we don't take care of our diet, then we get sick. La. We have all kinds of non-communicable diseases. God help us. Be careful about our eating habits. Ah, no, we don't like to talk about food. La. Malaysia is a, it's, it's a beautiful place, a beautiful country. But our food really shapes us. We are what we eat. So be very careful. Even with our diets, God may be speaking to you, your lifestyle. Eating lifestyle, all right? What about your family? What about your marriage? What about your children? How is your family life? You spend quality time with your spouse, with your children, raising up in the fear of the Lord. Our family is so vital because the family, the Bible tells Christ, Christ. the husband and the wife reflect Christ in the church, the marriage relationship. And raising up our children to the next generation is a family Concern, all right? God may be speaking to you through your family. How is the family life this morning? All of us when we come to church looks okay, but sometimes on the way to church, <laughs> we have family discussion, family quarrels, etc. How is your family life? What about fitness? In another area in our life, we need to keep fit. The Bible tells us our body it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Keep fit, keep strong. I don't know the younger generation now, they go to the gym. Wow, you can see them V-shaped. Oh, man, praise God. During our time, we don't have gym. We only have stone. We can carry stone here and there. You know? Now they got gym. They got cycling. Wow, very good shape. I'm not asking you to be V-shaped. Keep fit. Keep fit, exercise, because our body is important to keep fit, to serve God. And also to overcome a lot of unnecessary things in our life. So fitness is something God may be speaking to you about. Are you fit? Are you healthy? Every day we try and exercise half an hour. Just go to the park and do some aerobics exercise. Old old people want to, not young people, uh, aerobics exercise. What about our finances in another area of our life? Uh, And sometimes we've got... Uh, not enough cash because we are you know, indebted with many, many commitments. Nowadays, it's so easy to have a credit card, isn't it? Those days, huh, I apply for credit card, don't qualify. Oh. Salary, not enough. Huh? Nowadays, they give you gold card, they give you silver card, like they don't care, you know? You just spend money on it. And then we get ourselves you know, all kinds of commitments before we really don't have to manage money. So, there may be many things God may be speaking to you this morning now right, in, this, in this congregation, Right? You don't know, but He may be speaking. But are you hearing Him? All right. This is something for us to consider about. God breaks through, breaks in the midst of sufferings. Bible tells us here in Romans, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. I don't know how many of us rejoice in sufferings rejoice in blessing, rejoice in good health. But when God allows us to go through suffering or pain or difficulties, because He wants to speak to us, huh? because we've got no time for Him. Huh? Huh? We, we don't hear Him. We are so busy. We are so happy in other things. Then when He allows us to go through some pain and suffering, oh, we should rejoice because He produces perseverance and character and hope in our life because He wants to develop our faith. So, sufferings can be God's kinder moment to get our attention. Suffering. It may be good for us. There's a F- Facebook status of one guy, knowing very well. He so, said, I thank God for my, for closed doors. No? Sometimes we thank God open doors, testimony, praise God for the open door. How about Thanking God for closed doors, you want to go to this college, it's closed door. You want to go to this job, it's closed door. Thank God for for broken relationships. Oh man, sometimes as you go through life, especially young people, when you have broken relationships, no, sometimes Facebook are very dangerous. uh, We are in a relationship. Next moment, no more relationship. (laughs) Broken relationship is painful. Thank God for unanswered prayers. We thank God for answered prayers. Sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers on purpose. Not time yet, man. He hasn't worked out some circumstances in our life. For in this circumstances, God speaks louder and He nurtures faith. God, that's how God nurtures faith. Faith doesn't drop into our mind. Oh, I have faith in God. It's through circumstances. We learn to trust Him. We learn to rejoice in our suffering. We we begin to trust God. He has got something better for us. It is through this kind of circumstances God speaks to us. Jesus' ultimate challenge, Matthew 6. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run of all these things and your, your Heavenly Father knows you need them okay? Father knows you need to eat, all right? Father knows you need to drink, you need to to wear good clothes, but don't worry about it. He says here, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, okay? Don't worry about your future. I'm not saying you don't, plan for your future. Huh? But you don't worry. You don't, you don't have anxiety. One of, the, one of the difficulties in our generation, people have, we are, they are fretting. They are, they are edgy. They are worried. They are anxious about the future. Many areas of our life. So when you said living the now, it means trust God. Don't worry about the future because God is our provider. Seek first The kingdom of God is linked with the now idea. Our future is in God's hands. Amen? Our future is in God's hands. Amen? Amen? Our future is in God's hands. God is in control of our future. All right? If God has a future for us, He'll make sure we go to the future. If not, live now. Okay? Enjoy the now in our life. All right? Our daughter Jeanette has gone to the mission field in 2015. Uh, there's uncertainty of the future in a sense of living in a, in a, in a Muslim world in Surabaya. Uh, she had to make a decision about citizenship, her husband is American. Uh, for a long time, she is, uh, she is a PR, green card in, in America. But she had to decide to give up her citizenship because when they go to a mission field, the whole family in terms of emergency, evacuation, then everybody is evacuated as a citizen. And then she has to learn to live by faith. And when, when, when they decided to go to Surabaya in 2015, we were thinking, oh my, why of all the countries you want to go to? Indonesia. Oh, man, a little faith is our, our honest. And Lord, how, how are they going to survive there? No, God begin to deal with our lives. Say, hey, trust God. No, all these years, God has provided for us in the ministry, and God will provide for them as they learn to seek first the kingdom of God. And sure enough, God has blessed them so far. Praise God. Serve God now. Amen? Hello? Amen? I said tomorrow. I said go tomorrow. La. After I get married, la. after my children, la. after I retire. La. Or after I die, lah serve God. No. Serve God now. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes, says, Wh- whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. For in the grave, <laughs> in the grave where you are going, we are all going to the grave, right? Okay. Sooner or later, lah. I hope later. Why hope later. You don't know, right? So so as far as we're concerned, whatever our hands can find to do, serve God. Now, I'm not saying you go full-time ministry. I'm not saying be a pastoral staff. Not necessary. You can serve God anywhere, anytime, right? Right? You don't think so? As a student, as a businessman, as a wife, as a mother, whatever your hand finds to do is you are serving the Lord as good as ministry unto the Lord. So, go now, get involved. Your heart must be involved in the ministry. Don't wait until you retire or until you die, all right? There's, there's a lot of people say, oh, wait until I retire first. From my, I, I, I'm a banker. I'm so busy. I'm a lawyer. I'm so busy. I'm a doctor. There's no time. After you retire, you think got time huh? to play golf, lah, travel. Lah. If, if you don't have the habit of serving God right now, wherever, whatever, it's going to be very difficult after we retire. No, you serve God now. Don't, and, and don't wait until you die you serve God already. it's don't necessarily serve God already in heaven, okay? All right. Um, how to enjoy life. I want to give you four tips before we close this morning. How to live the abundant life right now. I, I think it's important for us to, to think about it. I'm, I'm sure life is more complicated than this, but these four ideas can help you to just be aware of some dynamics about living the abundant life. First of all, uh, you live life. Live. Live lah. Live. Don't exist. Uh, Don't go through the motions. Uh, We're so busy with work. We're workaholics. Uh, We're so involved in our business or whatever it is lah. We don't have to live life. In in Cantonese, they say that you don't live the life as a person. How to live life all right. Uh, Learn to celebrate life. Luke 15 about the lost coin and lost sheep and the lost son. And all the three, when they found the lost coin, they found the lost son and the lost sheep, they celebrated uh, the, the the most famous one is the prodigal son. The father come, let's celebrate, let's kill the father, come and rejoice that my son was dead and now you know, whenever God bless us, celebrate. Pass your exam, celebrate. You graduate, celebrate. You get married, you celebrate. Have your birthday, you celebrate your birthday. Don't wait until ninety years old you celebrate your birthday, oh? Yesterday, a you know, church member was, was 79. This year, he's is 80 years old. And I said, Aren't you going to celebrate your 80th birthday? No, nah, Pastor, I don't need to celebrate. I already celebrate 21, 21, when I was 21. I never celebrate a birthday. No. Don't wait until you're 80. You know. Every year, we should celebrate our birthday. Find an excuse to bring family, bring friends, non Christians. Celebrate life. As long as God gives us life, it's a bonus. Every day is a bonus. Amen. Amen, all right, whether you are young or old. So celebrate life, a trip in UK, a mission trip, uh, learning to live heaven and earth. Is it possible to live heaven on earth? The presence of God. When we, when we say we live heaven and earth, means God is with us, uh, that there is no, uh, I call it no division between the secular and the sacred, living 24-7. Don't think. Okay, today I'm going to go to church on Sunday for these two hours. I want to be it's sacred time. It's uh, church time, no? I don't like the idea. The the Chinese say, "Go to means you do Sunday. Go to church means you do Sunday. Other days you do what? <laughs> do Saturday? Do Monday? You know? every day is is unto God, right? So don't say, oh, "Look, this is the day I chari makan. I do my business. This is the day I go to church. I go to a prayer meeting. I'm spiritual." No, it's every day Sunday, Resurrection Day, right? So no secular and spiritual. No secular and uh, yeah, no secular and sacred. Twenty-four-seven, God is with us. So every day we worship God. Whatever your hands find to do, uh, you give a cup of water to the beggar. It's serving the Lord. When you are teaching your teacher, you teach your students, you are ministering Christ to them, really. Right? If you're a mother with children, I, I think find a lot of Christians, they are very involved in church, they are the are, they are youth leaders, they are very active. Until they get married, they have children and say, Pastor, no, I cannot serve God. La. I got so many kids. La. Hey, the kids is ministry. La. Ministry is not behind the pulpit, right? When you, you take care of your children, your time, your, your, your affection, you are ministering to your children, and that's powerful ministry. Anything can be ministry, really. If you think of no sacred, sacred and secular. Whatever you do as under the Lord is sacred. It's the blessing of God. It's the presence of God, and God wants to bless you. All right. So don't dichotomize secular and sacred. Balanced living, okay, is it's, it's, it's the idea of balance. We need to balance our time. Okay? We're only at 24 hours. Time with God, time for exercise, time for spiritual growth, relationship, recreation, all these are necessary. It's a challenge, but it's necessary, all right, for us to live life. Then not only live life, but to live love life. <laughs> Somebody said, I wish I never born. Life is so difficult. Suffering and difficulty. I don't, I don't wish to live another day. You know how? I want to feel like that. You no, know, love life. God has given you a life. And of course, life is just not our life. Life is, life is people. <laughs> it's people. It's living with people. Right? That's the challenge, really. It's a challenge. The greatest challenge in life is People. No people, no problem. Sometimes we wish we, we can be the desert hermit, you know. Go there and meditate in a, in a hill up in, I don't know, Timbuktu, you know. Or go to, I don't know, Fraser's Hill and stay there for 10 years. I don't meet anybody. Of course, you yeah, have peace, lah. peace from everybody and anything else. But there's not really living life. It's it's loving people. It's getting along with people. That's the challenge of life. It's the pleasure of life. All right? Uh, So love everybody. Oh, man, praise God. Tell your neighbor and say, I love you in the love of the Lord. Amen? I may not like you, but I love you. I accept you. Give me the grace to be patient with you. I forgive you, you know, every day you catch on me, catch on me, I forgive you, you know. <laughs> oh. don't, don't tell your wife, husband, I huh? never go on quarrel, huh? So it, it's learning to, to love people that is a challenge. The whole Christian life is, is this teaching us this command to love God and love our neighbors, right? To love God and love everybody. Now, easy to talk about it, huh? easy to preach about it, but to practice it, is, uh, it, 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 it takes God's grace. But we need that to to enjoy life. We need to develop our loving kindness, one another. And then you find life is so enjoyable when you can love your wife and husband, (laughs) and you love your children and your mother-in-law, you can love your auntie, your neighbors, your boss, and accept them. A lot of times... We have problems because we judge people, we criticize people, we find fault with them. <laughs> we see the difficult areas of their life and we cannot accept them. There are all kinds of problems. But really, life is loving people huh? by the grace of God. All right? Uh, look at this scripture verse. Love God. First John 4:20. If anyone says they love God and hates his brother, he's not telling the truth. How can you say you love God? You cannot see you don't love your brother. So to love our brother and sisters as well as our neighbor. I want to add the neighbor as well. God help us to be more loving, to really be able to love people by the grace of God, all right? Third thing, our life is about relationships. Wives, wives, husbands, children, parents, slaves and masters. Okay, it's about relationship. As I mentioned, it's how we relate to people. If, if, if I don't know you, you come to me. If some People send, send letters to me to raise funds. I don't know the pastor from where. There's no relationship. I don't feel motivated to give. So, it's, it's spending time, getting to know people, uh, uh, okay, building that rapport. Not only when we're in crisis, we go people. So, important relationship. Look at all the teaching in the New Testament. Husband and wife and children and parents. And it will take a long series of Preaching about it is relationship. How do you get along with one another? Living life, living people. And then also, it's love, okay? Learning to laugh is very important in life. Isaac. Uh, Isaac, where's our Isaac? Oh, the Isaac is there. Isaac means laughter, you know. And the Bible tells us Abraham was 100 years old, Sarah was 90 years old, and nobody expected. Said to give birth at 90 years old, and then when they give birth, everybody laugh. Ha, ah, ha, 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 that Isaac, ha, ah, ha, ha, that's Isaac. His name means laughter. Isaac means laughter. In Cantonese, it's siwa, siwa, you know. They call you laugh, laugh, very laugh, you know? How do you like your name called laughter? Because it's, it's, it's a great joy. It's a great fun. I don't know the Americans, huh, they love fun, man. Huh, huh? Americans, I am my son-in-law, they love fun, huh? The British I don't know whether they, I'm If you are British, beg your pardon. Uh. They're very serious, lah, uh, they are very content. Uh, but the American uh, ha, 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 no? like to yeah, jump during the, the wedding, also they want to swim in the beach during the wedding day. I wanna officiate the wedding in Port Dexel. They wanna go swimming, you no, know? this son-in-law, I tell you. But but they have fun, no? The life is laughter, the fun. I think sometimes we all isn't too strict, la, too, too serious in life. Okay, we, we lose the fun out of life, all right? Uh, laugh. Okay, laughter is the best medicine, you know, the Bible tells us. Right? Look at this verse. I uh, no, Laughter is good for your health. Uh, it relaxes the whole body system. Uh, the immune system triggers the endorphins to feel good. Enzyme, hormones, it protects the heart. If you laugh a lot, you don't even need to see a heart doctor. No, I'm not saying that you shouldn't see a doctor. Okay, please go and see a cardio. When you are laughing, you have the joy, the whole body system relaxes. Oh, really? When there's a a joy of the Lord, the strength of God, when you're a good humor in life, God really gives us tremendous protection laughter, I won't tell you the clown story this boy, see, my father's name is laughing my mother's name is smiling, the teacher said you must be kidding no, that's my brother, my name is joking <laughs> it's a nonsense kind of thing but it's, it's fun, uh, it's fun just to laugh, you know? just to laugh sometimes laugh at nothing, you know they have got laugh therapy now they go there and they just make you laugh. After laughing, you know I'm 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 talking about more serious than that, like. I'm deeper than that rather. It you know? just doesn't laugh for laughing's sake. It's, it's the joy of the Lord. Uh, it's, it's seeing the lighter side of life. It's seeing the hand of God and we say, Oh, it's not that serious, praise God. God is in control I and mean, see some good things out of difficult circumstances as well. And finally, all right, finally letting go of things now now we can live life. We should live abundant life. Okay? life is precious. Okay, uh, thank God I'm 64. Right, uh, I, I, 40 years ago, I was, when I started preaching the gospel, I was a youth pastor. I love youth pastor. I see a lot of fruits in youth pastor. More than seniors. Seniors they graduate and go to heaven. But youth, they live long, okay? All right? Uh, so I thought we youth pastor for life. But then I grow older, and I got married, and I settled down, and went to Penang, went to Malacca. And as I grow older and older, I see different phase of life is wonderful. The seniors are wonderful. The juniors are wonderful. The children are wonderful. But the senior years are the best years of my life. Amen. Cheap lah. Huh? IRT is a half price. <laughs> Go to... Train station also have, a huh? senior citizen, go see movie also, got cheap price you know. Privileges of seniors, no you know. Uh, of course, keep it healthy, la. if you are not healthy, then it's a struggle. But once we are, we, are, we are older, hopefully we are wiser, la. less hair but wiser, grey hair but wiser. Because when we are wiser, we don't do foolish things young people do. Hey. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was young, but now I'm old. Now I can tell you a little bit. Now that we, we do all kinds of things. That we, we learn from mistakes. Huh? Now we are wiser. Not enough energy, but by the grace of God, we are wiser to know how to balance our time. Okay, anyway, there, there, there are times in our life we don't need to live. You got to love people because Christianity is loving people. If you don't love people, don't be a Christian. Right, on. Huh? The, the the people when they saw Jesus and his disciples, say how they love one another. Sometimes we go to church, how they fight one another. No, yeah. no, 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 not always true. Huh? Agape is a loving church. Huh? I never seen a people come shake hands with you. Everybody wants to shake hands with you. Go to a toilet, everyone shake hands with you. <laughs> I, I I do church profiling, I love to do a profile. In Agape, I'm sure your loving relationship is number one. You're, you're treating your, your hospitality, huh? Wonderful, uh, praise God. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, it is loving people, it's understanding and reaching out to people. Okay, it's loving, He's laughing at life. There are many things, there's a good sense of humor behind it. And finally, letting go, I think it's important for us. I got to let go of time right now because baptism is soon. <laughs> okay, all right. Let go of things right now. No, this monkey, uh. how to catch a monkey? Very simple. Put a coconut shell, put a bait inside tie up the coconut in a chain, the monkey will come and put his fingers inside for his trap. Once the monkey goes into the hole and catches, whatever, bait, huh, banana or whatever it is, he will never let go. You, you got a monkey ready. But it's very easy to get rid of the trap, right? All he, all he has to do is let go. La. Come on. But because he doesn't let go, he cannot get out of the hole. Many ways like that, God bless us, we are nothing, we are nobody, He blesses. us, He prospers. us, he us we never let go. Huh? Let go, la. many things in life got to let go. More you let go and trust God and release Him, He will do miracles in our life. So when we want to live life with the land to let go, let go of what? Let go of our past pain. Now, all of us have pain in life, hurts, and, and difficult things in our life, but we never let go. We have pity party. We always rehearse again, our hurts and hurts. We never let go of our past. I know it's difficult. Some of the things that we can never think about, our abuse, our rejection, but we have to find a place where we've got to learn to let go, let God heal us. So we cannot let go of our ambition. We have some, some expectation. We go for it. Our status in life, and many times we, we are, we are, we are bypassed. We don't get our ambition done, and then we get very angry in life. Don't worry. Let go. Trust God. Our titles are not important. Our position is not important. We may be bypassed, but God loves us anyway. All right? Letting go of ambition. Letting go of money, children, anger, anything else. Some people cannot can let go of children. Uh, we we are so possessive of our children. Of course, our children is precious, uh huh? treasures, precious treasure. You know? But when they grow up and they want to go studies overseas, ah, uh, they are not let go. Uh, they don't go in. and they never come back. You know? So we tie a chain, uh, sign contract, uh, you know? <laughs> they want to go. Let them go because if, if if they are they belong to God anyway, right? Is it your children? Is it my children? No, it's, our, it's God's children. God gave God gave us four grandchildren but not around with us there in Surabaya. Yeah. It belongs to God. We let go of our children. Our daughter is oh, let go. Our son is in London. And uh, whatever it is, we learn to let go because God will take care of them. Let go of our anger. So there are many things in our life, really. This morning, I don't know what it is it. God may be dealing with you, talking with you, and nudging nothing. Only you know, okay? Some secrets, some desires. This morning, maybe it's a moment for you to let go. The moment you let go and trust God, He knows you'll heal, He will supply you, He will give you better things when you learn to let go. And these are the four areas I think I want to leave with you, how we enjoy life. Live that life. Don't wait for the future. Every day, live the life with God. Love people by the grace of God. God's love, not our love. Loving people and laugh as much as possible. See the lighter side of life and then let go of all things. Hold everything loosely. Even our marriage and our spouse pass away. One of our spouse passed away. We cannot die together. All right. I don't, I don't One of us have to die for our spouse. when, when, when One of us, spouse time, we have to let go to learn to cope with widowhood and let go of our children. People Very difficult. Let go. Because God is the one that's going to provide anyway. I don't want to close. I've got no more minutes. Okay, we'll close. Okay, I'll close with this story. This dialogue with this man and God. This man died, and when he, when he realized he died, he saw God coming closer to him with a suitcase with a suitcase in his hand. This is a dialogue. God asked him, "Oak son, it's time to go." The man said, "So sooner, I had lots of plans, God?" God said, "I'm sorry, but it's time to go." What do you have in the suitcase?" God?" God said, "It's your belongings, My belongings. You mean my things, my clothes, my money, etc." God said, no, those things were never yours. They belong to the earth. Then the man said, is it my memories? He said, no, the memories belong to time. Is it my talent? No, your talent belongs to circumstance. Is it my friends and family? God said, no, they belong to your heart. Then it must be my body. No, your body belongs to dust. The man said, surely it must be my soul. You are sadly mistaken, son. Your soul belongs to me. The man with tears in his eyes and full of fear took the suitcase from God's hand and he opened it. What did he find? Nothing. Empty. And with tears in his eyes, down his cheek, he asked God, You mean I, I never owned anything? Own anything? That's right. God said, You, you never own anything. Then what was mine? He asked God. Your moments. The moments belong to you. Life is just a series of moments in our life. You enjoy your life, the moment of, of God's breakthrough and, and surrender and the blessing of God. That is the thing we bring to God, that's all. The rest is the grace of God. Let's bow our heads and look to God in prayer this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to hand the service to your... Service director, in a minute. Give me this privilege to just pray a prayer for you. You know, I find out in life nothing happens by chance. It is not by chance you're in church this morning. Not by chance I came to share the word. And this may be a Kairos moment for some of you. The many things I, 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 I spoke about, but There may be one or two items That God is zeroing on you It could be your faith, family, finances Your health Or something you cannot let go Whatever it is It's really between you and God Why don't you just surrender to God Yes, Father help me My past hurts maybe I surrender to you Come and heal I, w- I want to believe you For that miracle or Breakthrough Maybe finances Financial breakthrough So for a moment Before we close the service And sing the closing song I, I want to invite the Holy Spirit To come and move among us And bring the healing Bring, bring the faith Bring the deliverance Bring the salvation Where you are seated this morning Let him do the surgical operation, do the blessing of God upon your life, and you surrender. Powerful things happen when we trust God. When we open our lives to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh God, we want to thank you this morning. Thank you for all these precious agapians, Lord thank you for their zeal, for their love for you, for their enthusiasm. We know that many of us, deep down in our hearts, we do make, we do have struggles, we do have sometimes fears and worries. Some of us may not be well physically. God, I believe you are more than enough for every one of us. You are I will answer I will touch them right now In the name of Jesus Heal them Deliver them Lead them not into temptation Deliver them them from all evil Oh God in the name of Jesus Touch them right now Your presence Your power flow in the name of Jesus We plead the name of Jesus The blood of Jesus Take away every fear, every worry, every unbelief in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Christ is
0: enough for me. Christ oh, is
2: the best a enough church. for me. just enough for us is more than sufficient it is in him the bible says we live we move we have our existence and his name is the great i am whatever our needs may be he says to us i am that i am if it is light he says i'm the light if it is sustenance he says i'm the bread of life if it's just direction He says, I'm the good shepherd. And he goes on and on and on. We wonder his name. This great God that we serve, he says to us, his name is I am that I am. Simply meaning he's self-sufficient, all sufficient. Amen. Amen. What a word. Keep this message, treasure this message, live this message out in your life. And I can assure you, you know, years to come, you look back to these moments, you know, it has shaped your life. Our present is because of our past, how we process our past, our future is how we, we, we process and, 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 and the present moments. And so praise God for that. Uh, just take a seat for a little while. Service is not over yet. we got baptism. If you need to go... If you really need to go because of time, on an appointment made, please don't leave quietly. Uh, but if you can, by all means stay, celebrate 12 or 13 lives who have come to know Jesus, I want them to stand. All those of you are getting baptized, so you kindly stand? Let's give them, just stand. Those are getting baptized. Hallelujah. Continue standing. And we want to pray for them. Stretch your hands towards this. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for these 13 lives who are saying yes to you. Who are not just singing a song, I've decided to follow Jesus, but living the lyrics of the song out saying, there's no turning back. And God, we pray, dear God, as they go into the waters of baptism, they will Lord, experience a a, a, a God moment, a, a powerful time, dear God, whereby like Jesus when he was buried, Lord oh God yeah when he was when he died when he was buried, Lord they would bury their own nature there. And as Jesus rose from the dead, they will rise out of baptismal waters to walk in the newness of life, no longer the same again. Oh God, we pray. Oh God, that each of these that will go down the water, they Lord will experience you in a very, very powerful way. We give you all the praise, the glory and honour. In Jesus' most wonderful name, we ask and pray. Bless these, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. For well, those who are getting baptized, just make your way back there, you know. And let's continue singing this song, Christ is enough for me, Christ is enough for me. Amen, amen. We have got a baptismal pool back here. I do know, but this man is walking with a walking stick. He can't get into the pool, but we are going to baptize him behind stage. But you'll be, you will see him on the screen. And uh, that's Pastor Joshua's father, okay?